Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. It's your host, Keisha Milana. And I am your host, Nakia Smith. And today we are going to be talking about Dr. C.T. Vivian, as well as this course that we have been taking, both me and Nakia, um, through Clayton State. And it's actually a course for continuing education to get a certificate in diversity and leadership. Basically, the course was about advocacy and being a leader and working with diverse populations. And we talked a lot about the African-American plight and read two of C.T. Vivian's books. So I really enjoyed the course. I definitely think it's some things that could be better for next time because this was the pilot class or the. But I think that our teacher did a good job just with getting us to actually care about advocacy issues and doing it in a nonviolent way and really trying to get us to think about solutions that are nonviolent, but also going to have long term systemic change. I know me and Nikki probably had a lot of different opinions through the class. Because she was coming from more of a realistic standpoint, and I was coming from more of a, well, if we had all the tools and resources to do this, this would be great. So, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the course, and it helped me to learn a lot about C.T. Vivian, who is actually one of Dr. King's right-hand men. So, Nakia, what did you think about the course? I actually enjoyed the course. You should know that by how much I speak in the class. <laughs> But yes, I definitely enjoyed the course. One of the assignments that she had us do, the family shield. So we had to come up with like our own family shield and the meaning behind it. So just everybody like going around the classroom, telling about like what their family means to them, like symbolism and pictures. And we had to come up with a with a quote or a word to stick of significance for that as well so did you enjoy that assignment or how did you did you take it serious (laughs) I did do it I took it seriously but I don't think that well first of all it was a family crest specifically and Mm -hmm. her only feedback was you know actually design a crest so when she first gave us the assignment she told us you know if you don't want a crest you could just put you know, things that symbolize your family on Canva or getting creative with how we presented it. So I think that the way I did it, I would keep something like that and maybe have it as something maybe I hang in my house or something that I send or get a copy made for my kids or my family. But as far as the actual crest, I don't know about that. Like something that I guess we can make into the actual shape of a crest. I don't know, but it was a cool assignment. The whole thought of being able to have a certain symbol to keep passing Mm -hmm. down from generation to generation. I hadn't heard of that prior to the class. So I definitely appreciated that. I just wish we could have all gotten a chance to share because I don't think I was able to share that class. She only picked like three or four people. And I think that's something that everybody could have benefited from sharing from. That was one of my other, I guess, gripes with the class. I feel like it was the same five people talking. Granted, that's not really anybody's fault as far as the teacher or anybody. But I feel like she could have maybe tried to limit that by calling on people sometimes or just trying to get other people to participate. 
So I felt like it was a lot of the same five people, honestly. That's true. I think some people just didn't want to participate and they was probably more so listening because I could ask you, why didn't you participate since you said that? I don't know. It was just like some things I just didn't want to get into. And I feel like, you know, definitely shout out to everybody that did. But I feel like I didn't want it to be too controversial because some things I just wholeheartedly didn't agree with that some people were saying. And I didn't want it to seem like I was being combative. I feel like that's an issue a lot of African-American women. But for sure, I didn't want to get into no arguments with none of my classmates. And then sometimes I just, sometimes I did fall behind on the reading. But when I talked, I I pretty much led the class. When I did my presentation, I feel like I, I was on in a conversation at class. I probably missed three or four classes. So that was just times where I didn't talk because I wasn't there. But I don't know. It, it was also a lot of social anxiety, too, because, again, she wasn't calling on us. I kind of like when teachers call on me because it's like it forces me to listen and talk. It it almost was optional, like participation in the class. Like I said earlier, too, there's a lot of older people in the class. And I felt like some of their views were outdated. And I know how it could just be with two different generations. And like I said, I didn't want to be combative or... Yeah, I didn't want no arguments with nobody. Because some stuff I just blatantly disagree with, but I understand and respect everybody's opinion. So I feel like sometimes instead of creating conflict or being combative or just having those opposing views, I'd rather just listen. Because sometimes, even me, I could be combative to the point where I'm not even listening no more. I'm just trying to argue my point because I feel like it's right. And I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to soak in a lot of the knowledge from the older people or just understand their generation perspective. So I feel like she should have just called on people, though, because that would have had everybody on their toes when it's the same five people just monopolizing the conversation. It's like, well, I know y'all going to talk, so I'm going to just chill. I feel like that's how it was. I feel like you should have spoken, even if it was like a different view, because this was like a diversity leadership class so all opinions were needed even if you didn't agree like you said people could have learned from your perspective and then we could have learned from other people's perspective and if we didn't agree on something we could have simply agreed to disagree because i think that's the purpose of the class to get everyone to have those difficult conversations so when you go into the real world, you can still have those difficult conversations in a respectful manner in professional environment. Honestly, it was just more of a, okay, I want to learn from this class. It wasn't something I was fully engaged in participating in. Like I learned a lot just from listening, just hearing different people's perspectives listening to the different generations because it was some Gen Zers, it was a few millennials, but it was a lot of older people like baby boomers, people like elderly. And, you know, I definitely, I don't get to interact with people in that generation a lot, just being transparent. So I was kind of just listening. I mean, it was cool though. I feel like you did a great job in participating because a lot of times too, when nobody want to talk, it's like, well, I guess I'm going to talk. I feel like you were just kind of like, well, nobody want to say nothing. Let me say something. So, Also, I really enjoyed reading some of these books. 
I know the book is in the action memories of a nonviolent warrior. But one of the quotes that I really like in the book is it says, faith inspires you to change society, not for the sake of changing society, but because that's how you think and live. You don't have to talk about it every 15 minutes or profess who your God is every 15 minutes either. There was no need to do so. This was the fabric of who we were. Like, I love that because we live in a society where everybody is always saying, I do this, I do that. I believe this, I believe that. But personally, I think walking the walk is more important than talking the talk. And I I gave an example to my sister the other day. I was like, when you go to the store and you see a cashier ringing up items, you don't hear the cashier saying every five minutes, hey, I'm a cashier. Hey, I'm a cashier. You know they are a cashier because they are behind the register and they ring up your items. So I just feel like that's the same way how people should like operate in society. Like I should know what your values, your mission, everything like about you are by your actions, not by what you say. Absolutely. I think that was kind of the whole point of the class being called. It's in the action. She really wanted us to just to be able to actually the thoughts or things that we say we advocate for, like specifically maybe on social media or, you know, we say this is what we're passionate about. She just wanted us to understand that you could be passionate about something all you want, but if you're not actively part of the solution, then you're part of the problem with it. And that's one of those things where it's like, I don't have to participate to be able to get that premise and learn about that from the class. So I just really appreciate her like making me think about what can I do? And even with the discussion questions that we had, I think the first one was like, what tangible, like what can you tangibly do or give up to be able to fight the fight that you're trying to fight or something of that nature? And For me, it was a lot about my time and my money and my energy. Like, I know that I'm being an advocate for something when I'll do it for a discounted price or do it for free or volunteer my time. And for me, that's very important because it's like we all could be spending our time doing other stuff or things that may be, quote unquote, more important. But it's about where are you actually spending your time, you know, like. You know, what are you what are you putting your time towards when nobody else is looking specifically too? because, of course, if, you know, it's a big group of people and they say, hey, let's go to the dog shelter and volunteer. You can do that for an hour and then don't do nothing else towards your mission, your goals or your values for the rest of the week. It's about, you know, when you at home alone, are you still being an advocate? Are you still you know, trying to have that action behind the things that you're talking about in front of other people. And I think that's so important specifically for our generation because it's so easy to send a tweet. It's so easy to post on Facebook and repost something and make your screen black. But where's your money going? Where's your time going? What are you doing for free? Who are you helping for free? Who can you provide a service to without thinking about your pockets you know it's about those more important things that a lot of times especially present day we don't do because it's so easy to have behind the screen 
And she definitely talked to us about that as how we need to be using social media as a tool to organize instead of using it just to do passive organization and retweets and posting an advocacy flyer. Like that's helpful, but that's not really fully showing action, you know? Yes, I totally agree. Because like you said, everybody can be a part of a movement, but it's also kind of like, do you want to be a follower all your life or do you want to take a passion or a mission and be the the leader of it? Like you start your own movement. If there's no movement out there that, you know, that you like, you can always start your own. So it's just like being in that leadership role, because I think that's what CT Vivian represents. He just represents that leader. And she even talked about like the type of, um, leaders like the transformational um, leaders and all that other stuff so I love it when I actually see people walking the walk and not just oh yeah I act like this <laughs> only for the public but then you don't do the things that you talk about you know in real life so and and I think social media give people passes for doing it because you kind of like curate the reality which is not always real so I think we got to get back into being like authentic and showing up as our true selves and I that's why I applied to some of the people on YouTube granted there are some YouTubers who don't really show their real life but then there are others who are very candid about what they do and who they are and you know their testimonies and things like that I'm going to be honest, I haven't gotten to the point where I have, you know, talked about my testimony to the full assistant. I did put like a few things I've been through in the book that I'm a part of in Girl Power Uncensored. So if you don't have that and you want to read it, you can. But I did put like some of the things I went through in college in that book. But I've also went through some things in graduate school that I haven't really talked about yet that I do plan on talking about just so people can know that, hey, yeah, I'm still a real person and I'm talking about self-care because <laughs> I haven't had some, you know, things come up to where I wasn't practicing self-care. So that's why self-care is so important to me, especially like health-wise. So, yeah. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I said I wanted to do more as well. And I think we briefly talked about it together off the podcast, but just actually practicing self-care. Like it's one thing to talk about it or do a podcast about it, but it's another thing when you actually practicing it and it's not always comfortable. And, you know, sometimes you can get caught up in working so much or trying to make sure you are fitting all your things in that you have to do and wearing all your different hats that, you just feel like self-care is not really even a priority, but it really always is a priority. And that's why, you know, even with us doing this podcast and showing our lives and being more transparent about our own self-care journey, like, I think that is really helping me to live it more and actually, and actually be able to, like, do the hard self-care. Because it's, like you said, it's real easy to talk the talk and do the easy self-care and get your nails done and lashes 
But that hard self-care where you got to set a boundary with somebody or where you got to like straight up say like, hey, I'm exhausted. Like I, I can't meet today. Like I'm tired. It's not going to be productive because my mind going to be in other places. Like it's not always fun or you might feel like, oh, hey, I'm laying you down or hey, I'm laying myself down or I'm not showing up for my commitments. But is it better to do self-care and show up better, fully there and ready to work or listen or advocate or just be a part of the movement or is it better to you know just push yourself and be burnt out and halfway show up but you exhausted so definitely I think we have gotten better I think both of us have which is actually practicing self-care and being like listening to our bodies and listening to our minds and hearts and like taking it serious to the point where we have to set boundaries with each other you know, we try to actually stay on each other. Like the other day, Nakia asked me that I take my vitamins. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually have been taking my vitamins. Like, it's not just something that's cute to post when you first get your little free vitamins. Like, no, I'm actually taking these and I'm actually practicing it and not being an imposter, you know? Another thing that I, I learned from CT Vivian in the book, I know we kind of like running out of time, so I don't want to go overboard, but it's like finding that partner that aligns with your same mission who's going to understand like what you was meant to do because his wife was like a true rod or die like he had to travel he can always be there for the kids but she always had his bed was always supportive and he even dedicated like one of his books forward to her because he knew that what he was doing and the risk he was taking was like, yeah, you really didn't have to sign up for this, but you are doing this. And I just want to read what he said to his wife. He said, to my wife, who has persevered and has continued to love and care throughout the years of my being away from home for the sake of the struggle, who has continued to rear our children and transfer to them even in the presence of radical evil, the faith that we both hold in God and man. Like he even like did a whole dedication because he just knew like at any moment she could have made up her mind that I do not want to do this no more. I don't want to put my life at risk and I don't want to put our children life at risk. But she loved him and, and knew his mission and was so aligned with him and the mission that she stayed around. And that I feel like that really made the difference because behind every <laughs> strong man is a woman. And so I may say not behind, but beside, but regardless, she was there for him every step of the way. Yes. I think that's so important. And just even the whole plight of learning about CC Vivian, I didn't know much about him before starting the class. So I definitely appreciate the class altogether for just educating me and, you know, it's like I didn't know him literally up until before the class. So until 2021, this man was marching besides Mar beside Martin Luther King and being a leader. And he got a medal from Barack Obama and he was known as one of the best speakers uh, to ever live. Like that's powerful. And it just goes to show that when you're doing the work, people will find out about you. Like it could be decades later, generations later, but people will find out about you. And I think that's something to just take away from because a lot of times when we are advocating for things, 
we wanted to make we want to make it a spectacle and we want to get that praise but it's really about just making sure that we are doing the work and continuing to be actionable but yeah i think overall we both have learned a lot from the class and i'm definitely appreciative of it nikki you have anything to add no i i just i enjoyed the class um for the people who don't know I actually wrote my thesis on um, Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. And it's a lot of things in this book that <laughs> I was like, dang, I wish I would have read this book before I um, completed my thesis. But I do think I'm going to go back and make some edits because I do want to publish my thesis into, you know, a professional article or even make it into an actual book one day. So just continuing to read about leaders such as C.T. Vivian and learning more Black history. All those things are very important to me. So I'm always researching stuff and seeing how I can make like my writing better and then just learning about the culture. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast this week. Make sure y'all go follow us on social media. It is at 21 minutes or less on all platforms. And then if you want to follow our personal pages, you can find mine at Keisha Milana. And you can find mine at Miss Butterfly 21 M-I-S-S.